Hi everyone, I'm Rick Cox and welcome to this clinically pressed leadership insight. Today I want to talk about leadership versus management. I think it's important to make this distinction and to define each role. It's also worth noting that when it comes to being a leader or a manager, a person can be either, neither, or both. And while the definitions are similar, they are not the same. I believe the clear variation between the two is influence. A manager has positional power over those under them and therefore has some semblance of control over their actions. People follow orders from managers because they have to. Leaders have control over people because they have influence. They may not have positional power over others, but can still have that same control over their actions because they have created a desire in those people to follow them. And as John Maxwell says, anyone who has at least one follower is a leader. That does not mean they are a good leader, but they are a leader all the same. Unfortunately, in a lot of companies, leadership training is lacking. Oftentimes, the most highly skilled workers move up into management positions. The thing is, at that point, you are often no longer responsible for the job itself. You are responsible for the people that do the job you used to do. People who are moved into these positions are often not natural leaders and can end up struggling. Good managers take it upon themselves to study leadership on their own so they can better serve those under them. There are so many free resources when it comes to leadership development that there really is no excuse not to take advantage of them. But the reality is, not everyone wants to develop their leadership ability. Simon Sinek often equates leadership to parenting in this way. Almost everyone has the capability to become a parent, but not everyone wants to, and certainly not everyone should. Leadership is the same way. People often take on the management roles because of the added prestige or the salary increase that may come with the promotion, rather than because they have a burning desire to lead others. And if a person doesn't want to be a leader, that's okay. If a person's only aspiration is to perform their management duties to the best of their ability, I think that's commendable. So what does it take to be a good manager? Oftentimes, you just need to toe the company line, keep your employees in check, and help bring profit to the company. There's really nothing related to how you get this done. You can treat people poorly, not care about important issues like mental health and work-life balance, and as long as you are giving the company what they need, you are doing your job as a manager. But a leader is different. A good leader does care about their employees. A good leader is there to serve them and help them to do their job, often the one the leader used to do, to the best of their ability. The goal of a leader is not related to profits or balance sheets or the idea of following company rules because a leader cares about people more than anything else. I don't mean to paint a grim picture of managers because as I said, a manager can be a good leader if they want to be. You can bring the company what they want and lead your people well. Oftentimes, when there is good leadership within a company, those companies are profitable. The people are more productive because they are happier. Also, you don't have to be a manager to be a leader. I've said many times that leadership is a mindset and not a position. You can be on the bottom rung of the ladder and still be a leader. You can lead those above you, those below you, and those next to you if you do it well. 
All it takes is the desire to lead. Even if you are in a situation where others around you are trying to prevent you from leading, you can still make it happen. Because like it says in the John Maxwell quote I stated earlier, anyone with at least one follower is a leader. It just takes one to start the process. All of this relates to medicine as well. Many of us who are athletic trainers do not work in settings where we are directly responsible for profits, but we all work alongside other people. Even a solo athletic trainer has to form relationships with coaches, athletes, and administrators. All of these relationships provide opportunities to lead if you choose to take advantage of them. I want to read a quote from Lee Iacocca, the former chairman and CEO of Chrysler. Sometimes even the best manager is like the little boy with the big dog, waiting to see where the big dog wants to go so that he can take him there. A manager often cannot change the direction of a company. Their main purpose is to maintain processes. Leaders who can influence big-time decision-makers are the ones who can change course. That is who we want to be as athletic trainers. We want to be taken seriously as healthcare providers, so we need to have influence over those who make decisions. When I started looking to become a head athletic trainer, I knew I wanted to be more than a manager of a department. I started my leadership journey because I really wanted to make a difference and positively influence others. I have a long way to go and a lot more work ahead of me, but I recognize it is a slow and very intentional process. Growth in leadership ability is the same as growth in any other area. Consistency and dedication are the key. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Insight. I plan to add more to this series and I have a whole list of leadership topics I'd like to explore. Take care, everyone, and keep developing that leadership ability.